We are back. Those were the shelters with bird watching. Standing by to join us to kick off the second half is Jamie Cat Callan, author of Parisian Charm School. Good morning, Jamie. Good morning, Janine. How are you? I'm great. I was so interested in your book. Tell me about how this all came about. Oh, well, I've had a love affair with all things French and Parisian from all my life, actually. My grandmother was French. She's actually French-Canadian, but I grew up oh, within her aura, and I just knew that there was something very special about this French thing. I love it. I love the little uh, description, French secrets for cultivating love, joy, and a certain je ne sais quoi. <laughs> Sorry, that's high school yes. French. That's the best I can do. <laughs> I think you did very well there. Je ne sais quoi. Very, very well. Thank you. (laughs) Tell me about the book, how you decided to structure the book, and, you know, what led you to write this, obviously your grandmother, but tell me a little bit about it. Well, I decided to write about charm. You know, I've written... um, three other books about French women. There was French Women Don't Sleep Alone, which was the book about love and romance. There was Bonjour Happiness, which is about finding your joie de vivre. And then Ooh La La, which is about French beauty. But when I approached Parisian Charm School, I thought, you know, we are, as Americans, we're living in these very uncharming times. And I thought we could really... Um, benefit from bringing a little of this old-fashioned Parisian charm into our lives. The thing about Parisian charm is that it's not about having a lot. It's not having about having a closet full of fabulous clothes <laughs> or um, really spending any money at all. It's this old-fashioned concept of just really appreciating everyday simple things, getting into conversation with your neighbors, and like um, and the whole concept of less is more. I like that a lot, actually. I, you know, because we kind of overlook the day to day. You know, we get so yes. I think up. we're you know we're so busy, and we're you know I love this American can do spirit, and this um, we're so. Um, you know, we're ambitious and hardworking, but I think with all of that, sometimes we lose out on simple pleasures. You know, in America, we have, we're entitled to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, which is great, but it, it's, sometimes that can mean, you know, we're going to put on our cross trainers and we're going to pursue happiness. We're going to chase after it and beat out the competition and grab happiness as if it's this object. But the French do not have this expression at all. The closest they have is recherche de bonheur, which is basically to, translates to look for a good hour or a good time. And, And what I love about this idea is that happiness for the French is not a thing or an object, but it's a moment in time, and it's, it can be found anywhere. It's just a matter of opening your eyes to just this, the simple pleasure of being with friends and family and having a simple meal, but truly slowing down and appreciating these moments. You know, I'm smiling because this weekend I went with my aunt and my daughter to a great restaurant, Laguna. And my daughter looked over and she said, I love seeing you sit down and relax and just Mm. and enjoying this moment. It was a beautiful day. We were sitting outside 
and we're drinking coffee, and it was so nice, and I never do that, which is terrible. <laughs> oh, well, I hope you do it more often now, because that, that really is important to our health and well-being and, yeah, our happiness. By the way, um, you probably don't know this, but I know Laguna pretty well. I spent a birthday in Laguna at Laguna Beach because um, my husband and I lived in Huntington Beach in the late uh, late 80s before going to Los Angeles. Where are you now? Are you in L.A. now? Oh, no, no. Um, I did spend 10 years in Los Angeles. I went to UCLA Film School, and I actually was an assistant to the actress Meg Ryan at Paramount Pictures. That was in the early 90s. But now my husband and I, my husband's retired. He's a retired scientist, and we bought a farm in upstate New York in the Hudson Valley, yeah, so and we just love it here. We grow lavender and sunflowers, and we make our own hard apple cider. And Beautiful. yeah, we're living a like it's a little bit of Provence in New York. Yes, <laughs> well, it sounds like a better quality of life than Los Angeles. <laughs> Los Angeles was, um, you know, it was fun, mm-hmm. but it, it's so yeah, it's very hectic and very, yeah, very. <laughs> you know. Oh, I know. Yes, the traffic, and it's crazy. It wears you out. Um, it's it's interesting. I think wherever you are, you need to have that, um, carve out that little niche of peace, and whether it's, you know, gardening or just, you know, unplugging from the world, because life is too hectic. Exactly. And I actually, you know, in Parisian Charm School, I have a chapter that's just devoted to the benefits of travel. So even if your life is very hectic and you're working very, very hard, it's so important to take off at least a few days, hopefully more, to just refresh and rejuvenate. And it doesn't have to be some huge, major, exotic vacation to Belize or, you know, where it's a big deal. It could be just a little trip to the country. And that's what French women do. You know, the Parisians, they all have family or friends in the countryside, and they visit often because they know that um, it refreshes the eye. You know, you start to see your world with new eyes. And so it doesn't have to be a big travel adventure, but it's really important to get outside of the familiar. I agree. Um, Even a little short trip, you know, every so often, I think really rejuvenates you. Yes, it's it's really true, and and you do see your world with new eyes. And I really believe in the idea also of being a tourist in your own home, in your own hometown, um, which is, you know, we, the the French have also have an expression, changer les idées, and it's the idea that um, you want to, uh, change your habits. So say you always take a certain route to work, try going down a new way or go into a shop that you've never been into 
or get into conversations with the people around you. You know, sometimes we're so busy and we're so focused on what we need to get done, we ignore the fact that, oh, there's this very interesting lady in line at the CVS and um, maybe we couldn't, um, you know, she's wearing something interesting. We could say, oh, I love your hat or your scarf. And it's a way to get to know your own community and also just to... um, break that cycle of work, work, work. Oh, I agree completely. I I really enjoyed the different um, chapters in the book. Um, there's one, Food is Love, the French Dinner Party. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yes. You know, having, well, this also relates to the idea of romance because oftentimes, um, you know, dating is so fraught with peril. <laughs> and the French don't date, but rather they have these dinner parties, and they have them every Friday night, every Saturday. Sunday is the family day. But these dinner parties are usually intergenerational. They're a mix of friends and family and newcomers. And they're just so lovely because it's a way to get to know people without the pressure of that one-on-one date where you have, you know, two and a half hours to find out everything about that person. Where did they grow up? Where did they go to college? What kind of work do they do? What's in their 401k? Yes. So, and if they're not so in the dinner party, yes. I was going to say, if they're not that intriguing, you can just move on to someone else at the dinner party. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And oh, the other thing I want to say about the dinner party is that sometimes we think, oh, a dinner party, this is going to be some big formal affair, and I have to get my house in, you know, just spotless condition, and I have to, um, you know, do this elaborate thing. But these dinner parties are often very casual. A lot of them are potluck. They're... Um, you know, they're just uh, um, mixing and matching. And, oh, oh, the, the French love picnics. So um, during the summer, that. they often meet their friends, and they will picnic along the Seine. And, you know, just bring some a bottle of wine, a baguette, some cheese, some fruit. And it's a very casual thing, but it's a lovely group activity. I love this. You know, it, it really makes me want to go back. You're the second guest I've had who uh, focused on the love of the French language and culture. It makes me want to go back and learn French again. Oh, you should. You should, Janine. You should definitely go back and um, go take a class at the Alliance Francaise. And, um, or the other thing is you can find these meetups where you meet up with a Parisian and you, just for an hour or two, and you just practice your French with them. They, they won't let you speak English, and so you just struggle through with your French, and it's really fun. It's a fun way to see the city, but also practice. And the other thing is, um, for your listeners who are interested in cooking schools, I love La Cuisine. Mm-hmm. I took a market cooking class with them, and that's a great thing. You meet up with a group of people at the market, you know, the outdoor market. You choose what you want to make, and it's all very improvisational. It's not that's like great. anything is predetermined. Mm-hmm. Together, you buy the food, you carry it back to their kitchen, and all together you make a meal and then sit down at a table, and have lunch together. It's so much fun. That is so nice. 
So we have to wrap up in a couple minutes, but what would you like people to take away from your book? Well, just that charm is accessible to everyone. It's not about spending a lot of money or going to any elaborate um, effort. It's really just about paying attention to the simple, pleasurable things in your life. And since you're kind of in the Los Angeles area, I want to tell people that I will be at Diesel Books in Brentwood, Los Angeles, and I will be there on Sunday, February, I'm looking at my calendar, February 25th at 3 o'clock. So if anybody is in the L.A. area, please come and meet me. I would love to see you and say bonjour. And, um, oh, my website is jamiecatcallen.com. Oh, good. I was going to ask. And are you on Facebook and Twitter? I am on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And um, if you Google Parisian Charm School New York Times, you'll see yesterday we got a fabulous review in the book review section. Congrats. That's fantastic. Excellent. All right, Jamie. Yes, I'm excited. That is great. All right, so February 25th, you'll be in Brentwood. Yes, I will. I would love to see people. I'd love to see my, my West Coast readers. Okay. Sounds good. I'll try to make it. Oh, oh, Janine, that would be fantastic. <laughs> thank you. All right. So, Jamie, thank you so much, and I really enjoyed chatting with you. Thank you. I so enjoyed this, and have a wonderful day. You too. Bye-bye. That was Jamie Cat Callen talking about her book, Parisian Charm School. All the info is up on my show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. One more guest coming up, and uh, this one's a really good one, too. Uh, Daily Writing Resilience for All You Writers. 365 meditations and inspirations for writers. So we'll take a little break and then uh, we will bring Brian on.